0: Love Talk Radio. day and God bless. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. This is On Fire Agape Radio coming to you from On Fire Agape Ministries based in Kenya and also in Myers Town, Pennsylvania. My my name is Brian Bettsworth. I'm the Director of Public Relations for On Fire Agape Ministries, and with me tonight is our own Reverend Dr. Samuel Dungu, the Executive Director of On Fire. How are you tonight, Samuel? I'm doing well.
1: Listeners, thank you once again for being with us to glorify the name of the Lord, and I'm sure you'll be blessed as we are blessed.
0: Thank you, Dr. Samuel. Tonight's program is part two of the program we began a couple of nights ago called Witness to Mission. As you may have heard if you had listened to the part one of the program, we had a little bit of technical difficulties right at the end and our show was cut short. So we wanted to come back and and finish witnessing about the testimony of our mission trip and of the love and graciousness of Jesus Christ. So we thank you for joining us again, and we look forward to spending the next half hour with you here. As we talked about in the, in the last program, um, we, we were giving some of the some testimony about witness that was carried out back here in the states uh, by our Kenya mission trip team that went over to Kenya right at the beginning of the year and how they came back um, after their trip and we're giving glowing reports of the work that On Fire Agape is doing over there in Kenya and some of the preparations that we're making to help more Kenyan kids over there. So that has been uh, become, being very effective, and, and we're very thankful to, to those of you who, who have been doing that with us and for us. Um, As we said, we we had a little bit of technical difficulties last time. That's because we've been basically broadcasting these shows from our home. But right now, we're in the process of setting up a new office for On Fire Agape Ministries. Um, On Fire is a fully registered ministry in the Republic of Kenya, and now we are happy to report that on Fire Agape Ministries, Incorporated, is now a fully incorporated ministry here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. So, great news to pass along to you. We are also in the process, with the help of a wonderful Christian attorney, uh, we're, we are now actually in the process of applying for tax-exempt status, 501c3, status with the IRS. So we will be able to accept donations of all kinds and give people credit so that they can deduct that off their taxes. If you do feel so inclined, though, please visit our website at www.onfireagapeministries.org, and you can donate there. Um, You can find all the Contact information to reach us. So once again, thank you for the program. I'd like to say a quick prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us this time uh, to to preach Your Word and to witness for Your glory. God, please be with us during this program, and and we ask You to touch the lives and the hearts of the people who tune in and join us here today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, as we said, the testimony tonight is about, well, the mission trip that we took, but more importantly, about the importance of witnessing to others about the mission of Christ. And I'd I'd like to turn the the next part of the program here over to uh, Reverend Dr. Samuel Dungu as we want to pick up where we were talking Uh, last time in the program uh, about the disciples, Jesus' disciples and who they were and and how they met Jesus and and how they were witnesses to the fact that he was
1: actually God who came to live among us. Amen. Yeah, before we get to the disciples, we wanted to look back at what had happened in the Old Testament. God himself had performed miracles through uh, the people that he had chosen. And one of the greatest miracles that we left before the program ended was the crossing of the Red Sea, where the Israelites were being led by a pillar of fire. God was in the pillar of fire. He had not revealed himself as a human being, but God was with them and was leading them, and, and uh, he was using his servant, servant, prophet Moses. The Israelites saw, when Moses uh, used his staff to part the Red Sea. So Moses was commanded by God through the Spirit, what he was going to do, and he, the Israelites saw him, him obey the Lord, and he parted the Red Sea, and it became a dry land, and they walked through it, and when they went to the other side, he turned around, and he used his staff again to put the waters together. Now, the the Israelites were able to go safely to the other side, but the Pharaoh's army uh, followed them because they were trying to capture them and return them back into slavery because the Pharaoh himself had changed his mind instead of letting them go as he had agreed he wanted to get them back into slavery. But when they were in the sea, that's when the the Israelites were able to go to the other side and Moses used his staff. He hit the water with the staff and the water came back and the Israelites saw what happened to the Pharaoh's army. They saw them dying in the water. The sea was a symbol of death even in the Middle East. And if we, look, we think deeper a little bit, if it was the symbol of death, the Israelites were able to go through death, and then went to the other side, symbolizing resurrection. But that will come later. We are going to visit that uh, that, that that kind of uh, explanation uh, as we end the program. But here, the Pharaoh's army died inside the sea, and when the Israelites saw with their own eyes. They witnessed the work of the Lord, and they feared God, because He had revealed Himself through them. Before the Pharaoh's army died, there were some who said, God is fighting for the Israelites. Let's get away from here. And before they could, they died. So before they died, they actually testified that God Himself, the King of the universe, was Fighting for the Israelites. That experience, even today, is very powerful among the Israelites. They remember about the closing of the Red Sea. Now, God in His wisdom, when He wanted to come back, when He wanted to come to us, to, to go through His mission of saving us, He was going to become a man. But then, there will be questions, How can a man, a mere man, claim to be God? And even today, those who don't read the Bible, they question when they hear that Jesus became a man and he walked among us. They say, oh, Christian, give me a break. What do you talk You want me to believe this? God knew that was going to happen. So in his wisdom, he selected 12 people, just as he had selected the sons of Jacob, to be his witnesses, and these are, this this are the ones that came, became the, 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 the Israelites, he selected 12 disciples at the beginning of his ministry, so that everything he did, they saw. Even if he did not tell them, they saw and they realized, this is not a mere man. He looks like us, but he is not a mere man. In fact, there was one miracle that before we get to that miracle, let's read about these 12 uh, disciples that Jesus selected. So we are going to read in the book of Luke, and we are going to find who are these disciples that Jesus selected to be his witnesses. The witnesses, the 12 apostles. This is from
0: Luke uh, chapter 6, beginning with the verse 12. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he also designated apostles, Simon, whom he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became the
1: traitor yeah these were his witnesses and as I said as we said last time, eyewitness witness even in the court of law is powerful and compelling because people say what they saw and even the judge when he has personal witness eyewitness testimony. There's no way you can fight about uh, the eyewitness testimony and unless you try to discredit eyewitness. But how could you discredit people who are willing to die and who died in order to give the testimony? So these are credible witnesses. And I don't know what I could have done if I was one of the witnesses because some of the things that Jesus did really could blow anyone's mind. For example, when he, they were in the middle of the sea, and they were lowering the boat, and Jesus was sleeping, okay? And there came a storm, and for sure, they knew what happens when a storm like that in the Sea of Galilee, what happens when they face such a storm. That means instant death. So, Jesus was sleeping, and there was this storm that came, and they knew, well, we are perishing, and our Lord is sleeping. So, they called him, and we are going to hear, we are going to read what Jesus did. I don't know what I would have done if I saw what Jesus did. So, Brian, read that section. This is from the book of
0: Mark, chapter 4, beginning with uh, verse 35. Even the wind and the
1: waves obey him. Yes, who is this? I don't know whether I would have been afraid of the storm or the man who did such things. But Jesus did similar miracles again and again and again. And uh, he did even more miracles that are not written in the Bible where they say if everything he did was written in the books, they could, could feel the whole uh, the whole earth could not contain the books. So the witness saw many, many, many things. But what they saw was not even the greatest miracles. The greatest miracle was towards the end, that is, uh, typified by the crossing of the Red Sea that we had alluded to before. That That seemed like when they were in the sea, they were going through death. And when they went to the other side, they were... They were being selected, but before that happened, before we speak about the death and the resurrection of our Lord, we are going to to read and see what happened towards the end of Jesus' ministry. Jesus was murdered. He was killed by his enemies. They were so jealous of him and and what he was doing. They were, that they wanted to get rid of him and forget about him completely. Forgetting that he was God, that he could do all these miracles, that he even raised people from the dead, they were so confused and they had so much hatred of him that they forgot the power that he had. But because Jesus had a mission, he allowed himself to go through all that and he prepared his disciples uh, to the things that were coming and even prayed for them and thanked them for being uh, his own, that he, God had given him, that he had chosen them. So we are going to lead towards the end when he was saying goodbye, although they did not understand what was happening. So let's listen to what, uh, the conversation between Jesus and his disciples. Yes, from the
0: book of John, chapter 14, beginning with the first verse. Jesus said, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. My Father's house has plenty of room. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Well, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. Philip said, Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his
1: work. Jesus, the creator of the universe, he was walking among men, but still they could not conceive it. One reason was because they did not have the Holy Spirit to teach them these things. The Holy Spirit was going to come after Jesus was or had been crucified and, and died and gone to the Father. Now, these men, they loved Jesus, and even though he was saying the things that was going to happen to him, he was talking about death, they could not conceive what it all meant. In fact, Simon Peter, at one time, rebuked Jesus, when he said, he started talking that he was going to die and after three days he was going to come back, they could not understand what he was talking about, and he tried to stop Jesus from uh, talking about those things, and uh, because Jesus had a mission, and he was committed to it, he told him, get behind me, Satan. Uh, You're not talking about the things of God, but you're talking about the things of men. So, They did not conceive that Jesus was talking about death and, and the kingdom of God. They did not understand it. They were going to understand later. So Jesus
0: went ahead,
1: and the disciples saw what happened to him. He was crucified. Before that, he went through a horrible, horrible trial, and he was whipped. And uh, crucifixion was such a horrible uh, way of dying, of killing someone, it's not even described in the book uh, very well in the Bible. And the disciples saw him. They saw him die. They saw him uh, being buried in a tomb. And, you know, they were afraid. They were afraid even to be associated uh, with him because they thought they were going to be killed. And they thought, the, the, what, um, their mission was over Because they did, not, they did not have the Holy Spirit at that time To understand everything that was going to happen But After seeing all, that, all of that Jesus After three days Comes back to life And shows himself to them And we are going to read And see How surprised surprised they were. So can you read the section where Jesus showed up?
0: Sure, from the, the book of John, chapter 20, beginning with verse 19. Jesus appears to his disciples, and this is again after he had died and rose again. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the tears Jesus came